This talk is from our series on Covenant. Journey with us as we ask what does Covenant mean and what relevance does it have in our relationship with Jesus. For more information, other resources and media, please visit citychurchleads.net. I love it. Um, feel free to grab a seat, um, to grab a cup of water. Um, I like to think of myself as a man of few words, so I intend to try and be that this morning, but it's not the morning, is it? You can tell this whole time thing's really confusing me. Um, we're going to talk about covenant again this morning, and um, this afternoon, I, I, honestly, all the way through when I say morning, translate it to afternoon or whatever it is. It evening now? Oh. Is, is it? Is it? <laughs> Gosh, I better get to work. Um, I, uh, I want to start, actually, by telling you where I've been this week, because it, it excited me, and I think it'll excite you as well. I was um, just come back from uh, the Youth for Christ conference, which uh, was down in Coventry this year, um, and I stayed for a week uh, in a hotel with over 500 youth ministers from all over England. Um, Over 500 youth ministers whose heart and their commitment is to seeing every young person in this nation see revival burst out of their hearts. Um, And um, you know what? It's amazing. We were there last, I was there last year as well. Um, And between then and now, we've had so many extra people coming that they're now having to move hotels for the second time because they can't fit all these people who are desperate to see young people know Jesus in there. And that's only one organization in a nation and a church of many parts. Um, and that really excites me. But um, I want to play you a little clip first. Um, so I don't know if Mark, you could uh, whack that on for me. I love that video. Um, There's something a bit cheeky about it, but um, I think there's a real truth in it, uh, which is that sometimes we can start out with good intentions um, and very quickly find ourselves losing uh, where we started, where we came from, and our beginning place. And I think, uh, for me, I've kind of gone on a bit of a journey as we've looked at Covenant uh, myself. You know, I've sat with kind of theology books big enough to make me look a couple of feet taller. And, uh, and actually, the truth is, um, you know, covenant uh, is something that's so deep and there's such meaning and such importance to us understanding that depth, but it's such important to us understanding the simplicity of it too. And um, so this morning, I guess, uh, morning, this afternoon, um, I want to kind of go back to the start a little bit. And I, I want to... Um, uh, yeah, just reimagine actually where we've come from on this journey, but a little bit um, of kind of just simplifying things too. Um, so when we first started looking at Covenant, I remember the first kind of meeting we had, uh, we met in some groups and we asked a few questions and we discussed around the table uh, kind of where our perceptions were in terms of Covenant. So I wanted to do that again this morning um, as we start. So Mark, are you right to just chuck those questions on the screen for me? 
Um, so just around your tables, there's a lot of questions there. I'm not expecting to get through any of them. I want you to just pick a few that you find interesting or come up with your own question. But um, it would be really good just around the tables to ask each other, what have we learned as we've looked at Covenant? What revelation have we had as we've taken the time to explore this? And uh, what do we feel God's saying anew to us about um, the story of Covenant in the Bible? Um, is that all right? So just a couple of minutes to do that, um, and uh, uh, yeah, if you're on a table on your own, go find some people, um, uh, everyone is friendly, so cool. Okay, wicked. Um, so I, I hear that uh, kind of John did a bit of a summary last week as well, um, so I'm looking for some really good answers, uh, but um, does anyone have something particularly they'd like to uh, kind of share with the, the whole um, whole lot of us this morning. Uh, any good things in your discussion times? Um, probably not all tables, but any particular things? Okay, I'll make it short. It's huge, actually, isn't it? It's just like Ben said, and just like we've been saying. This is so huge, but it's so simple. And um, I think the thing that... Uh, I never ever want to forget, I won't say that it's completely rooted in here yet, but I'm getting there, is that in his covenant with us, um, what God has done has, he has um, got rid of any dividing line between who he is and who we are. So we are completely involved with him in every way possible, so that there is, uh, it's a mystery, isn't it? It's it's just a mystery. (laughs) Um, But uh, it means that we can operate towards people who don't yet know him in the same way, that they are just on their journey to the point where the love of God and his commitment to them uh, will woo them, will win them. And so what right do we have to treat anybody who is not yet Christian in any other way? We have no right to do that because we have been accepted into him, into everything that he is. And um, that wasn't very clear, but it's, it's wild, isn't it, actually? It's completely wild. That's really good. Any other tables... Uh, Mark was just asking me if there was anything in particular that stood out uh, among that list on, on the screens. And uh, I said, well, no, actually, there's nothing that's really stood out except to say that the whole thing uh, has just brought back or brought to mind how important covenant is. And, and that's it, really, for me. Yeah, and I, I really agree with that. I think um, when I, I first started uh, kind of flicking through Scripture, I'd forgotten that the first covenant starts in the first few chapters when God creates Adam and, and he creates his, um, yeah, he creates out of his image um, his creation and he starts that covenant with Adam and, um, and realizing that actually the story goes back right till then. Uh, and not only does it start then, but it also centers on that when Christ comes again as the second Adam, as the new Adam, and a new covenant is born 
Um, and so I kind of want to do that. Um, I don't know about you, but um, I really enjoy Christmas. Um, and I had a really good one this year. We had lots of fun, and, uh, and it's just a really incredible time of year. And I think what I really like about it is um, the focus is still on the story. And um, I think sometimes in church we can uh, focus in too much on words, and we can focus in too much on, um, yeah, this little passage and this little verse and what it means to us. But actually, the story of Scripture is to be trusted. And the story of Scripture is to inform and encourage and tell us about the great big God, which is too hard for us to understand. And the story of uh, Christmas, as we kind of saw in our little nativity play here, um, is incredible. And every time I hear someone talk about the nativity, I realize a new truth that um, I didn't know before. Um, and so here's a couple of ones this, this year which have really stood out to me. Um, so Jesus is born in uh, Bethlehem. And to be honest, as a kid, I didn't really understand the significance of that, other than the fact that there was a donkey and they were in the cave and all of that kind of stuff. But I actually came to understand why Bethlehem was so important to the story this last week. Um, And that's because of actually the Hebrew of Bethlehem meaning house of bread. And, And the obvious significance for us is actually... At the heart of covenant, the, uh, the example we're given to remind us of that covenant relationship with Christ is the sharing of bread and wine. The house of bread, the place where Christ came from. And for me, that, that started a whole journey in my heart of, of reimagining, actually, the significance of communion, of reimagining uh, the depth of meaning that is in that story. But actually, it didn't stop there. Um, so it was a place where there were Hebrews, it was a place uh, where there were what we would now call Palestinians, but um, Arabic was the other language that was common in that area. And Bethlehem in Arabic uh, means house of meat, or house of blood, as it was kind of nicknamed um, at the time. Um, and again, just that whole other level of meaning that comes into the story when we understand um, yeah, why it was constructed in that way. And so I want to focus in on one thing in particular um, this morning. Um, has anyone here helped out with any lambing on a farm? Out of interest? I thought, Brian, I thought you would. Um, I personally haven't, um, but um, I was given a bit of a lesson on what happens when a lamb is birthed, um, if that makes any sense. Um, and uh, there was, one of the things I didn't know is how common it is for a ewe, for a, a, a mother, to die in childbirth um, and for the lambs to also be born not alive. I didn't realize that was a common thing, but it, apparently it is. And so one of the skills a farmer develops is the ability to match up these lambs without mothers to these mothers without lambs. And, um, and I'm reliably informed there are kind of three ways that a farmer will usually approach this. The first is to take the lamb and to cover it 
uh, it in the fluids from the birth of the mother that they're trying to pair it with. And sometimes this will work. Sometimes they'll take the lamb to the mother and it'll come over to the lamb and it'll start to uh, care for it. But sometimes it won't work. It will realize that the scent's not right and it will realize that this isn't its lamb. And on those occasions, it doesn't work out. The second thing that they do, um, which is brutal, but they skin the dead lamb of a mother and they put that skin onto the orphaned lamb. And again, sometimes the, the mother will um, approach the lamb and it will work and sometimes it won't. But the surefire way, always, for it to be completely successful, for the lamb to uh, be adopted by the mother, is for that lamb to be covered in the blood of the mother. And that revelation for me um, opened up a whole new understanding of Scripture. Because really, covenant is uh, it's more than us... Um, you know, the title for this morning was Covenant, Not Contract. Um, God wants to go so much deeper with each one of us than just um, a part relationship. God is actually looking for an adoption which invites us as our whole into his house, as his child, to be a part of his family in fullness. And, um, and so as we receive Christ's blood as the church and as Christ died upon that cross and he gave his blood what we were being given was that passageway uh, not into a part relationship but into a full adoption with him and so I talked about wanting to keep it simple and to um, come back to the basics and um, for me that's it that's the basics of covenant, of a new covenant relationship with God is that actually um, God doesn't want just a half reality with us. He wants us in fullness. And, um, and as Christ um, kind of died upon that cross, we get to stand in his place before the Father. God doesn't see um, doesn't see default. God doesn't see just another one of his creation, but he sees a son who he loves, a daughter who he's willing to give everything for. And um, the truth is, I almost didn't stand up here this morning. It's not a morning, it's the afternoon. Bear with me. Um, I almost didn't stand up here this afternoon. Um, because I feel so underqualified to be talking about this. Um, and the truth is, that I had a bit of a realization. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. Jess, will you just stand up for two seconds? Um, yeah, no warning there. Um, for those of you who don't know, this is my beautiful wife. Um, but to be honest, I get it wrong so often. I make so many mistakes. Um, I hurt people. I don't get it right. I get lost in myself. And through all of those times, 
And no matter what the situation is, Jess picks me up and she wipes my tears off. And she says, you're loved. And she points me in the direction I need to go. And she helps me to step out of myself and realize that I am okay. I am loved. I am cared for. I am worth it. That is the covenant relationship which we are offered by God through Jesus. It's not a contract with obligations and clauses and any of that. It's a relationship that says when we get it wrong and when we miss the mark, he's going to pick us up, he's going to dust us off, he's going to tell us that we're loved, that he's not ashamed of us, and he's going to point us in the direction we need to go. That's the covenant relationship which is on offer for us. And for me, you know, the song in that video, coming back to the start, that is the start that we need to come back to. Um, and that, that comforts me so much. That makes everything possible. That makes everything achievable. Because actually... Yeah, this, today I, I feel pretty weak and I don't really feel like I have the confidence to be stood here. But I know I'm not stood here on my own. And I know I'm not stood in this room talking to myself. I'm stood here with all of you. People who, in covenant, are with me. And I stood by my side. Covenant is about an adoption into a family. She's bigger than we can imagine which is wider than we can even begin to perceive. We go in somewhere, and we've got a God who's going to stand by us as we go there. So um, I'm going to shut up, but I'd really like it if we could uh, just stand together. Um, I just want to pray for us, and then I don't know if maybe we could, uh, yeah, just sing a kind of verse and a chorus in worship, because I actually think we need to thank God for this. You know, a contract says that you're obliged to do something. A covenant says that you must do something by blood. God didn't have to allow us back into his home, but he chose to. And we need to thank him for that. So, Father, I want to pray for each one of us, wherever we're at, that, um, yeah, this afternoon, God, we would come to know a deep sense of that adoptive grace that you have for each one of us. And that, Father, we would stand in confidence, not in ourselves, but in you. We'd stand in confidence that, yeah, God, we're a part of your big family. And I really pray for each one of us as we go from here today, that, Father, we'd go with thankful hearts, challenged hearts to be um, yeah, to be examples of your family to others, to make people want to join your family too. But more than that, God, I really pray that each one of us would go away with a deep sense of your willingness to be by our side. Let's worship.